Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Devil's Advocate. Uh, this is only on No Filter. I'm your host, The Renegade, and this is episode 39. And with me, as always, I have some very lovely and intelligent ladies with me. Uh, Miss Letitia, you the newcomer. What's going on with you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. You know, I'm holding on like a hubcap in the fast lane, but we're making it. Getting the caps tighter, you know. We, you know, got everything on. We then went back to the mechanic. Now, hey, it's time to zoom, baby. All right, uh, Miss D, what you talking about? Oh, nothing. Just in working like usual. I'm looking at changing uh, career paths. Uh, not sure where I'm going, but keeping my options open and also uh, focused on making sure we get some signatures on the um, bill, the legislation we're trying to get passed. So of course, as I stated last week, we do have a, um, a bill that we're trying to get up to the Biden administration to erase all state owed child support. So I've been sharing that petition. So if you get that petition in your inbox, make sure you sign that petition so we can erase all state owed child support. And for anybody who has a misconception of that, it's money that's owed to the state. The children aren't getting that money anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Facts. Um, and Miss D, uh, as far as switching careers and everything, I really love you in this media field. I think, you know, I personally think you could do a lot of good. You know, for the community itself, I, you know, that's just My options are. Yeah, that, that's just me. You know, I'm just being an observer. I really like that. Um, and Miss Roxy, what you got? Still over here unpacking, Jeez. trying to keep everything in order. I just went to my food bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a month later. I'm telling you all this Man. stuff I had. Yeah, um, that's it really all right well there there we have it ladies ladies and gentlemen um so first topic um this is a topic that's definitely trending um and you know i'm i'm still confused as to how we even got here not really sure i'm not don't know what's going on um but anyway we got gender neutral just things let alone you know the gender gender neutral sports um my first question is is it really fair uh miss d what you got uh no honestly i'm one of the people that doesn't think it's fair i'm one of the people that i i understand why everybody is pushing for equality because most of us have dealt with discrimination or some form of maybe abuse or harassment in our lifetime. And, regard, and that comes regardless of what race you are, what, uh, what your religious beliefs, what political party you are. Most of us have dealt with some of that. So I understand the need for people to push for equality, but what I don't understand is why people are not viewing this as special privileges. Mm. And the reason I say that is, for instance, Texas State Capitol. There was actually, at one point in time, there was a Texas flag, there was a flag of the United States, and they actually had a pride flag. Now, that's where it turns into special privileges, because why would there be a pride flag 
to represent the state capital. What's the purpose of that? Because there's not a flag to represent any other race, any other nationality, any other group. Um, so why would you specifically have a flag for them? So that's when it stops being about equality and it's more so you getting special privileges now recognition. And you're also forcing your lifestyle down other people's throats. When I was a child, we were taught to just respect people. We weren't taught to respect blacks or over whites or women over men. We were just taught to be good people. So you can teach respect without forcing your lifestyle down my throat. And they're getting to the point where they're forcing it down our throats. And they're making our children absorb that lifestyle and think that it's okay. And it's not that it's not okay. It's okay for you to have that lifestyle. It's okay for you to live your best life. It's not okay for you to normalize that for my children. Um, you know what? And, and you're right. You're right. I don't, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that, except there's one word that I want to throw out here. And, uh, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. Uh, we're going to call it uh, diversity. I thought that we were taught to like really respect, you know, anything and everything that, you know, is even different in this country. So we're we're you know i mean are we are we supposed to draw the line here or is this supposed to be across the board so i'm sorry no you good no and you know what and, and i want y'all to i'm just throwing this out there just so that way you know the viewers can try to have some sort of different perspective on it I don't think that it's being disrespectful for you to choose how you want your child to be raised. Okay. Um, there are plenty of people who don't eat red meat and they're not being penalized or discriminated against because they don't eat red meat and they choose not to feed their kids red meat. So I don't think that it's disrespectful to all of the meat farmers if you choose not to do so. That's just your personal preference. Okay. Um, for me, I choose not to allow my kids to watch certain things. I don't let them watch um certain things on tv i don't let them eat certain things i don't let them do certain things they can't run outside past nine o'clock they ain't gonna be out there playing after dark like there's rules to everything so um it crosses a line when you're saying respect versus disrespect when it comes to the choices that you make when raising your family choices that you make when allowing your family to do or not do certain things now don't get me wrong if you're out here mistreating um, the LGBTQ population, if, if you're doing things that are that are wrong to them, then that's not right. That's not okay because nobody deserves to be mistreated. But for me to make a conscious decision not to have my son um, watching gay porn cartoons, um, I don't think that that's disrespectful at all. Hmm. Right. Okay, Miss Letitia, what you got? So for me, drawing the line with like, so I have a problem with the word inclusive at this point. Because everything that they say about being inclusive is actually removing something from the table. You want to be inclusive all because in, gender neutral and they say inclusive sports, right? Listen, the reason we we separate sexes is not because that is it's actually that. It's because it's not an equal equal playing field. We all know that once they hit puberty, the line separates. Men are naturally stronger than us. As women, if we have teenage boys, 
they about 14, 13, 14, when they can give us the business. Mm-hmm. The reason for the separation is because it's not fair. Males have a, a natural advantage over women. I'm not saying that women can't do it because we've seen it done. Right. But that's not atypical. So when before we really start having these questions, asking these su- subsequent questions about why can't we do this, ask why we did it in the first place. Mm. It was never even playing field. That's why it was done in the first place. That's why there's the NBA and the WNBA. And you know what? That's why I feel the way I feel. I'm so against this gender X that the Biden administration and all the supporters are pushing. But I am so glad that women are finally getting the equality that they've been asking for because women have been parading around forever saying that I'm equal to a man. I can do everything that a man can do. I deserve everything that a man gets. I don't need a man. Well, now that you have to compete with one, now all of a sudden there's a problem. And if you want to be equal to a man, you have to understand that equality doesn't mean equal except. It means equal. And that means on every level playing field. So when you want to run around parading that you're equal to a man, then this is what happens when you're equal to a man. So maybe this will finally make women want to be women again and and value what men actually bring to the relationship or to your life. So you think that this, because uh, personally, I think this is a part of a way bigger scheme than just, than just, than just, you know, um, being gender neutral and all of this. I think that first of all, it's a part of euthanization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, please go ahead. You got that. So, we we, we want to take this back to the black community. Right. You've already etched our men out the house by putting them in jail. Before that, let's go back. Let, 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 let's start the history. When we were enslaved, you sold our men off. They were merely bucks. Uh, bucking was a process, by the way. Just for the viewers that don't know, bucking was a process done by the slave masters to the slaves where he would take one of the slaves and actually rape them in front of the rest of the slaves to instill that fear. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I no, just no, I, I, viewers knew what that yeah the viewers knew information because they might not follow me otherwise right fast forward to us being free Mm -hmm. and we've created this situation where men are massively incarcerated our black men now i'm getting ready ruffle some feathers but i'm going to do it because i want to and who's going to stop me and then there's the black church Okay. Oh, let's not go Amen. Well, <laughs> well, the black church is the biggest offender because it's taught our woman that we don't need a man. All we need is Jesus. And how many older women do you know are celibates? I don't need no man. I have Jesus. Miss. <laughs> but every last one of them sitting there chasing the same married pastor. Man. With the and same, and with, and the and same and thing and wore, with the same thing that they wore Saturday to the club. <laughs> so what we have here in this gender inclusion is yet another step of tearing our black men out of the picture. 
Because mm-hmm. all of this inclusion, all of this acceptance has created a narrative of exactly what white people didn't want in the beginning. White people and black people coming together. Uh-huh. If you, let's say, I marry a white man. Our child comes out mixed. She's a little fairer than me. She got a little bit of tinge of blonde in her hair. As it goes down the line, and she continues to meet with white men, whoever, it waters down the blood, period. It's science, people. You, you don't have to agree with me, but I can show you. So the problem is, you're trying to, the agenda is to wipe us out. And y'all keep falling for it because y'all keep taking these, mm, I was getting ready to No, go these ahead. These noise, the, 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 these puck ass crumbs they keep giving you. Dr. Seuss books, they took them off. They've been around for how long? Oh, Those early amount. The, the, the whole Pepsi thing got me. I'm like, wait, what? Listen, I'm, going, I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, I was outdone by Mr. Potato Head. So, right, they neutralized Mr. Potato Head. And then you keep falling for these crumbs. Congress up there and can't take clubs. I don't give up. Listen to me. Stop handing me this bullshit and telling me, oh, it's in solidarity. If it's in solidarity, take your punk ass up there and, and pass some legislation that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of gestures and I'm sick of black people taking these crumbs like we should be grateful. They should be grateful. We no, built this country. You, right? You're right. But it's hold our on. blood, hold our backs, and y'all keep taking their punk ass crumbs. I don't even want to sit at your table. This is my table. Stay mm. away from it. Mm. But hold on now. Stop letting them feed you bullshit. But, but hold on now. And of course, I'm playing devil's advocate with you on this one. All right, so just as many, there there are uh, certain numbers and demographics that do show that there are more white people who who live at a lower level of poverty than blacks. Because it's a bunch of them white-ass people. I mean, I'm just saying, think about that for just a second. So the way, the way I see it is, is that the government, our government and our legislation is targeted at not just them, they're targeted at the poor in general because there's 86% of us that live below the poverty level, which continues to rise. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that that number is going to go up, you know, uh, within the next two or three years. We keep looking at that data, which is accurate. That's not the data we need to look at, though. Okay. The data is who are the top 10%? Who are the rich? Mm. What are the demographics of the rich? Because it's not about who's poor. Well, if, you know, if you know, if you know old money, you know that old money don't fool with nobody broke. If it's old money, old money stay with old money, whether it's white or black. It's a money game for them. It is. So it's not about oh, black people just fall into the trap. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're so used to looking at the smaller scale that we can't look at the bigger picture. It's too many of us that's sitting at a deficit so they can't see the forest for the trees. Right. It's not about 
I like what you said about the all inclusive, but you always end up losing something because you're right. How do you consider this being all inclusive when you're losing the terminology of mom and dad? Preach, D. Let's go. Well, because mom and dad has been taken out of the picture, which is what they wanted all the And for those that don't know, this was also a part of the uh, Willie Lynch theories where the dad was taken out of the, the male was taken out of the home, um, leaving the, leaving the black woman with the children and being able to fend for themselves. And when they were able to fend for themselves and negotiate at the white man's will, or at the uh, at the slave master's will, then um, they're able to offer their children and whatever whatever else up to them once they get of age. You know, it's for somewhat what they call it uh, increased productivity. Productivity. You know, just, um, that's what that's for. Just to be clear, so everybody understands what we're talking about. There's a New York. Um, private school that has, has chosen to ban mom and dad to make things more inclusive. Um, now, what I'll say about what my issue is with that is in a black community, especially people are more familiar with the fact that mom and dad is not always in the house. We all have friends that were raised by their grandparents or their uncle or their aunt. So we grew up here in parent or guardian. How was that not inclusive? How have we not covered our bases if we're saying parents or guardians because using that terminology covers everything correct right, that right. at some point in time a teacher is a guardian a a absolutely so so here they go pl playing again mm. because it's all a game and like i said i'm not <laughs> i see the forest for the trees thank you you're not gonna play with me wow yeah, well, I mean, there is there is all of that. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Well, I got another angle to that. So, you know, California has passed a law that allows uh, people who give birth to children to leave their gender or their sex off of the birth certificate. So my thing with that is, as stupid as I think that is, if you can move and pass a bill like that, then why is it that we can't leave race off of the birth certificate too and we all just identify as American people when we're born here? Right, let's be inclusive about that, but y'all don't wanna do that. Exactly, but, th but there's nothing they can do about our issues, but you can allow this gender X that doesn't exist. My black exists. I'm black, I was born black. Black exists. Gender X does not exist. Absolutely. Make an allowance for, and if, how do you make an allowance for something that you created, but won't make an allowance for something that exists naturally? Because mm. I'm black naturally. I'm identifying as a, a white woman next week. Let That's the same thing I said. When I go down to the bank, I'm going to have white woman on the bank loan. Be sitting right in their face. Yes, I identify as a white woman today. Thank you, sir. Mm. Right. I mean, since that's what we're doing. Right. Wow. Yeah. I guess I guess we could. I mean, I'd like to see myself get away with that, but that shit ain't gonna happen. They gonna be like, oh, for real? And next thing you know, they're gonna have the people in straight jackets come get me, like, yeah, okay. But this is how the you feel. <laughs> but I get I get what you're saying though. It, it's kinda like uh, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it should be. And here's the thing, like I said, this is 
Supreme Court cases in the making because you take it to the highest court and you tell them that we're not talking the same thing. Mm. You tell them we're not talking the same thing. No, we're not. It's going to force the hand. You're going to have to make a choice. Well, here, here's here's the here's my solution to this whole thing, and you know, um, for I've said it many times, and you know, I don't defend forty-five, but he was trying to tell us something throughout all of that when he said things are not what they seem to be. I think he saw all of this coming, but of course, you know, being the president of the United States, of course, we all know that he's even, even the president is a figurehead now, just like the king and queen of England. Somebody's pulling those puppet strings because if he'd have said too much and done way too much, what would have wound up happening is he'd have been killed. But I think he was trying to warn us about a lot of this, especially with, you know, the COVID vaccine. And that's really because he's not a politician. He right. really is not a politician. Facts. And that's what I mean. So, I mean, quiet as it's kept, you know, we, I mean, you can say what you want to about him and you're probably right. But at the end of the day, I think that he was trying to warn us and trying to stop a lot of this stuff from happening. And that would make sense as to why he uh, was downplaying, downplaying the coronavirus. So that way the rest of the people could do it. So maybe it would buy enough time for somebody to catch on to this whole scam. And, you know, so now all of a sudden you have, you know, not only do we have, you know, this COVID-19 thing still happening with this vaccination. Um, so all of a sudden now we have this whole gender neutral thing. I mean, you know, it was we was talking in a group chat earlier. I'm like, wow. You know, y'all don't find any of this funny. I do. This is a definitely convenient timing. Just saying. You know, so it's it's something for all of us to really think about. You know, now and and another on a one more note with that. Um, I think Trump. You know, we all we all yes, he does have his. I'm not saying that he doesn't have his own selfish reasons for doing what he did because Lord knows he's all about self. Um, but the one thing that he we do have a common interest with is somewhat preserving the American way. And in which case, now this is being all killed on a, on a way bigger scale. So my thing is, you know, I think, you know, we can get back to all of this race war and fighting later, but we all really need to unite before uh, we all wind up having chips in our hands and shit. Because I guarantee you, that's what's coming next. I just I feel like it's it's bigger than that. We all of us on the panel were in that 30, 40 range. Yeah. And we are part of a dying breed. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, which is why they won't implement this plan right away because right. they'll know that exactly this is not work. So they they watered down our children. Well, they exactly. They watered down babies, mm-hmm. but they watered down that generation because it, it it is my thought that it is absolutely time for them to go back into enslaving, and it's going to be so easy to do because mm-hmm. they push back from that. Well, they're not going to have any skills. They're so easily broken. Right. It's and not half of them can't read and write. Oh, right. well. 
it's not about us per se because by the time they implement it we're going to be gone we have to be because we got too much fight in us right right but when you think about it our children's that generation even the one before them um they're soft i hate to use that terminology but it is what it is right so if you start to brainwash them into this gender neutral, this all inclusive, the, all of these happenings neutralize all of the things that separated us as men and women. There's less alphas and you know, for us, we're all alpha women. AKA we're lioness, we hunt. You know what I mean? Our men, the, our men <laughs> are alphas. And we're probably the only race that can coexist with two alphas like that. If you really think about that. Our children aren't that. They're soft. They're meek. They they're submit. overly protected. Yes, they, they, they're, they submit. Oh, and entitled. And awards. They're easily broken mentally. You, Roxy, you know how I feel about those participation awards. Man. And listen, D, please don't. My children was like, what is this? We don't do that. I'm not doing no token to come. I'm not rewarding you for things that you weren't supposed to do. Amen. For mediocrity. Rewarding that. Right. Hey, you, you know what? My daughter, my daughter really shocked me uh, the other day. I was talking to her and uh, she says, um, you know, someone was like, hey, you know, we're going to do something for you because you you got a 4.0 on your uh, on your report card this time. She said, you do not have to reward me for something that I'm supposed to do. And, you know, and this is what you know, this is what I had to taught her. And believe me, there was a whole lot of damage control with that. That's a whole nother topic, whole nother story, whole nother show. But, you know, I mean, this is, you know, this is how we begin to affect change. And we got to remove that entitlement. The only problem is, the only problem is, is that how do we do it and kind of supersede the government at one time? Well, I was going to go back to what I said, you know, just a few minutes ago, unity. We can all get back to fighting black versus white, left versus right later. Right now, we all got a problem. I mean, at the end of the day. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. All right. So um, next up, we got uh, the royal family and this bullshit. And this, I mean, and you know, it's it's. Can we put ourselves in their shoes, um, Miss Roxy? We can't hear you. Miss D, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear Roxy. I, okay. Mm-mm. Yeah, we, yeah, okay. Uh, Letitia, go ahead. I mean, how, it's not surprising at all. Mm. The woman's 90, what, 95, 96 years old? I mean, to be honest, and I hate to say this, like, I expect you to be racist at that point, right? Just it, just the time, Arizona. It's nothing personal. 
they claim that it didn't come from the head, but who else had these kind of conversations with you? Um, I just want to take a moment to say that Harry did what men are supposed to do. Facts. He removed his wife from that situation. He said, the hell with your royal titles. Me and my wife and my child are getting out of here. What was interesting to me, though, is how they really wanted to cover up the fact that this baby does not have a royal title. In what world does that happen? Y'all did that because she black, period. Because there's no other reason. And then the media was like, well, they're great-grandchildren, so they don't necessarily... Um, all that other boys' children are princes and princesses. Don't play with me. You did it because she's black. And she is... She is feeling a flip of the coin, flip of the Diana coin. She she's getting a flip of it, and I feel horrible for her because some of the comments that I read on the internet, I don't know if you ladies saw my comment. And I was like, as black women, we have to do better because I saw so many women trashing her and like, oh, cry me a river. Um, this woman was getting ready to kill herself. She was suicidal and could not get help. And on top of which, did y'all forget what happened to Diana? Like, cause it's my it's it's my thought that that was a hit. <laughs> they didn't like her. My my thought was that that was a hit. That's the word. You you know, right. when, like she said, when you when you go in that palace, you surrender your keys your cell phone, there's nothing that you do that they don't monitor. I'm not living like that. And, and she couldn't, she went to human resources. I didn't even know they had human resources. Y'all was like, oh, that's interesting. And they was like, tough. They wouldn't have did that to Kate. So I feel like this, I agree with you, but I disagree. Um, I agree with the I, I agree with the idea that she was treated the way she was because she is black. Um, I, I do believe there's nothing in me that wouldn't believe that the royal family was a bit racist. I mean, like you said, it's nothing personal, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they were racist. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So, but my issue with this is, is as far as Megan goes, for somebody who didn't grow up black. Um, and let's just be honest about this. She did not experience black the way we experienced black growing up. To me, what disappointed me was to me, the Oprah interview was her pulling out the black card, which if you didn't really identify with us, why did you pull out the black card? And it really pissed me off. And I'm already not an Oprah fan. But for me, this for the past year, with all this racial injustice that's been going on, all this systematic injustice, all this defund the police, um, the blacks being murdered by the police, even during the protests. Um, I, I had an issue with the platform that Oprah had for her to be so silent as she was this past year. And then all of a sudden you come out with a story and the story you cover is a half white woman. Not to discredit what who Megan is, not to discredit her story whatsoever. I, to me, I feel like they were playing politics with the story. For me, I feel like it was the overplay on the black card. It was the sympathy for the black vote. And that's how I felt about the story. Not that Megan didn't go through what she went to. And I agree. I know a lot of people that were saying that Harry was pussy whooped and all that. I don't believe that. If she felt like that, if 
all those stories were going on if they were really having conversations about the skin color of the baby you know they weren't going to have security if she really felt like that then as a husband he did what he was supposed to do and remove his wife and children from a situation where he could no longer protect them that's what he was supposed to do now whether she had ill intentions that has nothing to do with his role he did he was supposed to as a man but I, to me i just felt like megan pulled out the black card that you didn't that you didn't want to acknowledge the rest of your years and that's where it rubbed me wrong first of all Oprah, i don't know if i first of all Oprah i definitely this anyway Let's get that straight. Let's not, let's not even, let's not even, you know, while everybody's sitting there, oh, we love Oprah and this and that and the third. She's one of them folks that's actually pulling the puppet strings on all of this stuff. Because if she doesn't, then she's not going to get paid. Hello. I found it interesting that, like you said, D, she came out of nowhere and covered this story. Yeah. Like, it was, it was wild. I, I was like, and where the hell has Oprah been? Cause right, I only remember seeing her twice. She came out to defend herself, saying that she was. And there was the whole <laughs> magazine because ain't nobody ever been on the cover but Oprah. Influential black women in America for her to be so silent during in this last summer, and all of a sudden you come out with this story. To me, it was an overplay on the black card, and I wasn't feeling it. But look, the and then they didn't cancel her ass after she didn't show up. That's what pissed me off, for real. Okay. Yeah. They didn't cancel her. What? They they can't. They but, can't she can't like but she found Peppy Le Pew. But she found Peppy Le Pew. He's not even a prominent element to us. Don't nobody else know Peppy. You know what I mean? Right. Peppy? Right. What? Right. But y'all didn't, y'all didn't uh, cancel Oprah, the poster child for bullshit. Right. And think of the poster child. South Park, you got the South Park, a whole lot of inappropriate on TV. And my thing is this, instead of canceling it, that's what those parental uh, uh, warnings are for. That's what the, this is rated R, this is rated M. That's what all that is for. If you don't like what's on TV, change the damn channel. But why do you get to elect what I watch because you don't want to watch it? Because it's compliance and control. It's cancel I'm definitely not with the cancel culture. Right, well, it's compliance and control. And that's at the end of the day, that's what all of this is for. All of the gender neutral stuff, the vaccines, the mass mandates, all of that is compliance and control. They're just doing it in different angles. Well, thank you. Get your news ready because I am non-compliant all day. Okay. <laughs> well, well, all day. Get well, it ready. Look, well, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old soldier, and you know the one thing I've been doing all my life, especially as a black man, and even. You know, uh, and even in the military, the one thing I've done is I know how to fight. So, you know, hey, if we got to go, we go in there. Hey, I'll take the ones that went and stormed the Capitol building, the folks, and be like, hey, come on, y'all. Y'all want round two? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Y'all want round two? We can go get it today. Matter of fact, I got a few buddies of my own. Hold on, let me just throw in a plug real quick. So, when you said you brought the capital, do you know that you know Ashley Babbitt, the white girl that got shot, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, 
that she's got an attorney and they're looking for justice for Ashley Babbitt. I'm like, hold on. This is a white woman that was storming the Capitol. You were breaking and entering at the time that you got shot on in a federal building. So what justice exactly are you looking for? Then they have the audacity to compare. Ma'am. I'm done. Wait a minute. They're looking for justice. This. Oh, these things, y'all need to warn me so I can behave back on that. I'm because sorry. Oh, no, you and Vodka? No. <laughs> I need it. Uh-uh. Harrison is. I'm going to punch somebody in the face. I can't. Yes, they're talking about they're looking for a job. I'm like, what, Justice? She was breaking. That's it. That's just kind of it on that. I mean. Everybody else had sense enough to get back when they saw the gun. She decided to jump through the window. Mm. She did that. And got shot. <laughs> with a white man on the other side with a gun and you just want to ignore him miss, right. miss listen right <laughs> because had that him. been a black man jumping through that window nobody would have better than i about him being shot and everybody behind him being shot oh we'd have, we'd have better than i the minute the whole clark crowd was cleared out and then they'd be like wait how did this happen Exactly. Shot to his head. I think he died from COVID. The problem is <laughs> that's what happened. The problem is these. I'm gonna say it. These white women with these Karen mentalities forget that their men used to beat the hell out of them. Mm. <laughs> they forgot equality did that for them. So she took a tail in there and he said, "I told you stop." And then you got shot. He warned you three times, three three more times than anybody on this panel would have got. Mm. Because had we motioned forward, there may not have been a warning. We would have just got shot. And we, we wouldn't have made it up the steps. We and wouldn't have made it up the steps. Exactly. And see, here's the thing. Okay. okay so so I'm gonna tell you a story about me going to the Capitol building. This was back when I was in the military and I was in uniform. Do you know that? I couldn't go there. I, you know, I damn near had to take my whole uniform off before it even got 200 feet close to the Capitol building. You know, I even had to go through, I even had to go through uh, security clearance and everything else to, you know, to even get to the damn steps. Now, tell me something. How did they manage to get that close without getting inside job? Absolutely, because I what, what my problem is is they took all this time to do a, a second impeachment trial for Trump, which I didn't care about. Long term, I did care, but that wasn't pertinent to me. What was pertinent to me was the senators that were giving tours to the pop. First of all, when have you ever seen a senator give a tour? Mm -hmm. That's that's number one. Like that's what I'm talking about. People are always looking at the wrong stuff. I don't care about 45. He out of office now. On top of which, Joe said, "Give me my first hundred days. You can do what you want." Had you listened to him with a felon place, but they did that on purpose because they're working on another agenda. Exactly. Again, people being easily distracted. We haven't heard about that again, have we? Of course not. Because now y'all focused on y'all stimulus money. Right. And your family, which I thought was a distraction. Right. And that, that's what I mean. And there again, it's proven my point. 
you know, we need to forget about what's left, what's right, or what's white, or what's black. Because if we don't, we're going to all wind up suffering. You know, folks going to be either going, you know, either going to prison, going to the guillotine, or getting those chips put in their hand, or their forehead. One. I mean, because it's just like, you know, that coronavirus, uh, the vaccine. The one thing the vaccine, the virus, and the chip chip have in common, it's all about temperature control and temperature regulation. That's the common thread with all of it. So y'all ain't paying attention. Hey, you know, these folks out here going to get their shots and okay, for the most part, I feel it. But uh, yeah, just when they come knocking on your door talking about here, you got to put this on or put this in, you know, hey. You, uh, you, you, if you tell them no, all right, hey, you're gonna have to deal with it anyway. So, um, we got uh, we got uh, Governor Cuomo acting a fool, <laughs> yeah, he, he's been acting a fool, but I mean, you know, what the hell, you know, that's that's all I'm that's all I'm asking, uh, Miss D, you know, shed some light on this for me. You know what my issue with Cuomo is? I, I don't even really care about the, the the female allegations because based on what I've heard so far, he's made a few inappropriate comments. Yes, he's grabbed a couple of faces and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in all honesty, if President Trump got elected after the whole conversation about grabbing women by the, you know, I mean, I can't really, how much energy do you really want me to put into Cuomo telling a girl, asking a girl does she have a boyfriend? I mean, let's just be clear. He was grown, she was grown. As far as I'm concerned, a grown man was pursuing another grown woman. My issue with Cuomo is him not accepting or being responsible for the, the COVID deaths in the nursing homes. Because for him to say that whether they died in the nursing home or died in the hospital, it doesn't matter, they died. I get it, as it, true as that statement is, that's not the point. The point was these people were admitted into these nursing homes because of an order you put in place. You actually signed a bill that said no nursing home refused any patient with solely on the um, the idea or the issue that they had COVID-19. So if somebody had COVID-19 and they were trying to be admitted into one of those nursing homes, you could not refuse them. But you want to sit up here and say that you weren't responsible for the spread of COVID in the nursing homes? That And to me, that enough is worth him. He, he needs to step down. He really does need to step down. New York is a shit show at best. I think that he, he, I don't think that he's actually governing New York. Uh, one of the biggest issues I had was he fought Trump this entire way during COVID, well, during Trump's presidency. The minute Biden was inaugurated, all of a sudden Cuomo comes out and says, hey, we can't stay shut down forever. Trump's been saying that for the last year, but you acted like he was saying something wrong, but now all of a sudden Biden's in office and now you wanna be, we can't stay shut down forever. Facts. But speaking of shit shows, um, you know, tune in next week, Sunday. We've got a new show coming out. It is called The Shit Show, right here on No Filter. I just had to do that. I seen Letitia smiling when you said that. So I was like, yeah, she's, she's probably thinking, like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's all about the plug, baby. It's I had like- to. <laughs> I just love her. Right. Yeah, that, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, uh, Letitia, 
let me let me ask you something about uh, the state of New York right now. How are they able to move forward with all of this? It goes back to what they said. First of all, I want to touch on that last statement about um, he needs to accept responsibility for what's happening in these nursing homes. So we, it's declared that we are in a world pandemic. When AIDS was an epidemic, HIV became an epidemic. If you know that you have HIV and you have unprotected sex with someone, you can be prosecuted. Yep, that's a felony. Matter of fact, it's a murder. Because COVID is taking people out. It's the same principle. So from 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 that point, um, I, I don't know about New York. I think COVID is doing something that AIDS didn't do. It, yeah, truly. I mean, and that that's I think that's part of the that was part of the whole plan. Right, because when AIDS hit the scene, when we when we were kids, that was a gay man's disease. Right. COVID has no discrimination at all. Right. It is taking people out. But I told you, I believe that it was population control. It was just world population control versus country. Right. That, that, that's all. I, I truly believe whether it was dead on purpose or science. I cover that because it's both. Right. Because nature has a way of right itself. Right. We've done so much damage to the planet. There are some there are some species, mainly amphibians. If you put a whole bunch of women or one sex of an amphibian in in one habitat, they morph into (laughs) start morphing into males. Nature corrects itself. So right. I think that's what COVID did. COVID. And that's that's no different from the principle that your body was designed to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's like you know people are not paying attention. Like again, they don't pay attention to the smaller details. Right. You gotta pay attention to the smaller details. But back to the question you asked me, Lord, because I go off on tangents. No, you're all right. New York is shit show. I don't have nothing to say about them people. I mean, it was such a hot spot. My fear with them opening back up is them bringing, because every strand of this crap is probably in New York. I'm not trying to be funny. It's just they've been living real reckless up there. Um, I just don't want y'all coming my way. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. That, it's they like, got, well, they got, they got over 50,000 people per square mile. In, in the city of New York, thanks, thanks to the thanks to the Trump management. Yeah, right. There's that. But I mean, you know, they got fifty thousand people per square mile per capita. I mean, that's a lot. You that's know, a lot of people on top of each other. Exactly. They live like roaches. It's a whole that. That's really how that became a hot spot. You just can't have that many people in one place. It's not healthy. That's really how that became a hot spot. But you know. Okay, so then you're t- you're telling me though that uh, let's say places like around we're gonna go you know around the world places like uh, let's say Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, or what's the the capital New Delhi, India? Eight and a half million people in that city, and there is no zero 
Zero. They do to eliminate COVID because we keep leaving that out. Zero. But they have zero cases of COVID. And what did they do to eliminate it? Because again, everybody keep pointing to that, but what is the difference in detail? What did they do that we didn't? Took hydroxychloroquine first. They said, screw your liberties. You won't stay home because I said so. Mm. But these entitled Americans, you can't tell me what to do. Okay, fine. Go outside and die then. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna say I'm one of those Americans, but but you know what? I stayed in my house to stay away from all the idiots because I lose my cool and we don't need any of that activity. So I, I, I stay to myself when I can to avoid nonsense. But when I leave my house, I don't expect nobody to tell me I can't leave my house. That's just how I felt about it. I understand it. that. However, if you want to really argue the points of why they have no cases and why we still do, it's because they've been running rapid. Nah, I agree. But see, I've always said that. I've always said there's no way you can get a handle on COVID-19 if half the country's staying in the house and half the country is out. Absolutely. Part of the country that's out is going home to the country that's in. You're not going to be a... If you can go to a restaurant, if I have to wear a mask to get in, but once I'm in and sit down, all the masks come off, you're not doing anything to stop the spread of COVID. So all the measures that we've been taking have not been working. Nope. It's airborne. The measures are contradicting the progression. the flu. The flu is airborne. But my point is, yes, the flu is airborne. However, it's not killing people at the rate that COVID has. My point is, people keep acting like it's not airborne. Why do you have on a mask and not covering your nose? Do you not know your nose and your mouth is connected? But you know what I, you know what I have a question about that. So it's it's supposed to be able to attack any mucous membrane, right? Uh-huh. That's why my eyes are open. eyes. Are your eyes not mucous membranes? That's why my eyes are covered when I go out. Because again, I took science. But hold on, hold on, no, wait a second. These people ain't dying until they get to the hospital. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, okay. So all of that, all of that is great. All of that is great and everything. I mean, it's all good. But if you not to mention, I I hate to say this, but not to mention, the hospitals were getting paid for all the COVID. Right. So, so that 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 you know, I, I I I'm I'm inclined to agree with Miss D on this one. Is, you know, or disagree. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. people are dying rapidly. Baby. I stayed my table in the house, and I'm healthy. Period. Do what you want. <laughs> Do what you want. I mean, <laughs> hell, I go, I go out. You know, a work. Look, everybody on this panel knows me, and I work like a Hebrew slave. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm never at home. I'm around a bunch of people, and still ain't caught it. I am. I mean, I, hell, I'm afraid to go to the hospital right now. To be, okay, my son folks, because it, it ain't nothing stopping them from saying, "Hey, you got, you got right." COVID. Matter of fact, I told her I called my doctor. Something I was like, "Look, I don't want to go in. We just need to have this over the phone." And they was like, "Well, you know, it's been a while since we've seen you." I was like, Look, "I'm not trying to catch COVID. If I go to the doctor, you Thanks. gonna I got uh uh-uh, uh. I'm gonna stay right in this house. I'm not trying to catch COVID in your establishment, sir." That up for the woo. I mean, I'm not going in no hospital either, but since we're going to go, since we're taking this angle, sir, mm. I will say 
the, the healthcare industry is making money. I have a homegirl, she's a traveling nurse. She made 70000 on a regular year. Now that she's a traveling nurse in the midst of COVID, she's hitting about sixty grand a month. Shit. I say that to say, if she's making sixty grand a month by herself, what the hell is the healthcare industry doing as a whole? This vaccine. Why you think they took hydroxychloroquine? No, no, no. I'm saying the money portion. Yeah. Why you think they took uh, hydroxychloroquine off the shelf? Hydroxychloroquine's been around for. Because I'm not interested in cures. I had some upstairs. I know. Yeah, they are not interested in the cure. Talk about that later. I know. Rocks, we can't hear you. I don't know. Anyway. The funny, the funny thing is, Roxy hasn't been saying anything, but I keep reading her face. Right. You can't hear her no way. We, I mean, she's sitting here. Look. <laughs> we can't hear you, Roxy, but I see that you with it. And, and like, I, I see oh, you with it. It's, the fine is real. Man. You can tell she's with the shit. Yes! <laughs> but so, so, um, Needless to say, though, is that this isn't a pandemic. This is a pandemic. It's it's for <laughs> it's for uh, it's for all kinds. You know, this is a this is a whole plan, and you know, it's all done by design to do one thing: to get your money. Period. This is why you know, and that's why they took hydroxychloroquine off the shelves and everything else. Um, and Roxy said, "Got government got millions back in Social Security from the decreased elderly." Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. The boys was like, "What we gonna do about Social Security debt?" Ah, let's kill them. You know wait, what? Wait, wait, you know what? Go back to the very first post I've made about COVID. That's the first thing I thought. I said, "You know what? I believe COVID." They set up here and pushed COVID to knock off all the Social Security recipients. Because it's a whole bunch of them. Right. I promise you, that's the first thing I thought. They were trying to, how are we going to save Social Security? Kill everybody who's a recipient. Exactly. Either either that or get rid of it all together. Right. Right. They outlive us grossly. We should make a whole bunch of babies right now. Jack them up in the future. Hey, with this gender X, you can't do that. Right. They, 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 they not, matter of fact, I'm not even sure if they have like sex hormones anymore with this whole right, right so can we have the birds and the bees conversation with our kids anymore i don't think we need to <laughs> is there any, i mean for what i want it to be real i'm ruling and call the kids <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's it's no no need to even have that um yeah so she said uh roxy says new york and new jersey nursing homes killed hundreds of people on at a time on purpose because one of her customers' moms that got killed. Mm. You know what? Yeah, it's it's all. This is a pandemic. It's not a pandemic. These folks, like I said, it's it has nothing to do with nobody's health. It's population control and money. Because that money, at the end of the day, is going to go to the fourteen percent who already have it. So that way they can mm-hmm. control. Right. Just saying. Right. And that, cir- and that circle back to 
the earlier com- comment about looking at the wrong stats. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. People are not taught to think out of the box, right? Right. So this conversation we have sounds like conspiracy theory. And I think they created that word in itself to make people ignore people that could see beyond the tip of their nose. Well, well, here's the thing. It's only, it, here's the thing. It's only a conspiracy until the shit actually happens. But right. that's, 2020, that's 2020 should have taught us that. Right. right. But, but that's exactly my point. See, because they can't see it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're crazy. That's a conspiracy. Right. I said in the beginning, I guarantee you they're going to stop allowing people to travel if you ain't got a vaccination. Everybody's all, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Now look. Now look. With the, with the, and they've been talking about vaccine passports. Right. Now, uh, so I'm clearly not traveling anymore. That's fine. And, and I'm so glad I did all a lot of traveling. I have traveled the globe and I'm glad I did that in my younger years because if I had to stay home now, I'm I'm good with that. I'm hey, at man, I've been to 15 different countries, my damn self. Right, I am at peace. I'm good. Oh, yeah, right, but that, but that's the, but that's the thing. You know, I think it's important for us all. You know, especially on this panel, to try to have an international, to try to have an international outlook with all of this right now, because this, I mean, yeah, this, it's going to come a time where they're going to say to us, hey. You can't travel anymore until you have that vaccine. And then from that vaccine, it's going to go down to that RFID chip. I promise right. you that RFID because chip. Other than that. That RFID chip is the end game. Right. That's because the total end that, You need to tell me people are going to be tra- walking around with this COVID vaccination card in their hands. I don't believe that. I don't believe nobody's walking around with that card forever in a day going forward. Facts. They, this is going to be that RFID chip. Where that RFID chip, for those of y'all that don't know, is the radio frequency identification. Um, it holds 300 pages of information about you as a person, and it also has a GPS. They've been using it in animals. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been using it in animals to track the animals, you know, where they go, their patterns, and everything else. But they couldn't use it in humans until they found a way to regulate the body temperature which is what this vaccine does hello i'm just saying you know if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck it probably is you know who i know you know so and and even if you believe everybody on this panel is a bunch of conspiracy theorists History, if you just go back and look at history, history dictates that why would you trust the government? Exactly, that part. Facts, I mean, come on, the Tuskegee experiment, they injected thousands of black men with syphilis. Right. Hello. Cheers. This is, I mean, it's, you know, I'm just saying, it's history repeating itself all over again. I mean, even in this show, we've discussed uh, the Willie Lynch theories how everything is being re-indoctrinated. That's the point I wanted to make. Go ahead. Cancel culture is so dangerous because mm. the they are eliminate, uh, eliminating all of the ugly things that we live through, which further supports the theory of softening these babies, right? Right. So it's softened them and you remove the history, they remove the, the monuments, they're removing the books. If you remove the history, 
you can't anticipate what's next. And we right. all know the history repeats itself. So once right. we're gone and they removed all of the things that reminded them of the painful past, you can put them right back in nooses. That's the well, same yeah, exactly. thing I said. If well, I, gonna... because, because like I've said, why, the difference between white people and black people is white people teach their children legacies. They teach their children the cost of freedom, even if you have to die for it. Black people, because our families have been ripped apart for 400 years, we don't know what legacy is to teach that to our children. We're not passing down legacies. A lot of us don't know our fathers. <clears throat> We're not necessarily taught that, and we're taught to obey in the hopes that you can live another day as a slave, even if you're not physically shackled, you're mentally shackled. And and that's a big difference. And, and I think we need to get to a point where we get past that, and Black people really need to get to a point where they start teaching and understanding legacies, understanding that you've got to have something to pass down. You've got to make a stand and do something because if they erase your yesterday, if these children, if our grandchildren, if we don't teach them history, our grandchildren grow up not knowing what we've been through, not knowing about slavery because they're erasing it, then mm -hmm. we're going to stop them from being in shackled again. Facts. Here's the deal. Okay, so slavery and um, slavery and mass incarcerations have one thing in, co in common. They both stated on record that this is a peculiar institution in which sustains them. Both of them. Uh, they said that at uh, uh, John John uh, John 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 Duke's raid at Harper's Ferry in the 1850s, right before the Civil War, and they've even said it you know j edgar hoover was quoted as saying that about you know uh incarcerations when he was having a conversation with lyndon b johnson so you know it's his like you say it's history repeating itself all over again except you know now they're going to be in nooses and everything else because well they don't have that chip in their right hand or their forehead I, and there again i think it's all all roads are pointing to that but the only way that we're going to be able to defeat that is if we all come together. We stay the same right now. Hey, we just go, you know, uh, so, you know, it might be a good idea if somebody does like Huey Newton and them used to do. And, you know, go into the neighbor, into the KKK and say, hey, look, we can fight all day long after all this shit is over with. But right now we got a bigger. We got to find our common enemy. Yeah, that we got right now. We got a bigger enemy. We got to fight, and though that enemy is way smarter, and has got way more resources and way more of a reach mm -hmm. than the rest of us. But you know we can't defeat them. You know we can't defeat them by ourselves, but we can surely do it together. So, and it's just something to think about. Uh so. Mental health and self-esteem um, is another thing that's coming out. Then we're talking about people who, you know, will say, oh, well, you're conspiracy theorists and this and that and the third and talk about, oh, the status quo. And I think the thing about being status quo is not having that self-esteem to be able to think for yourself. So um, with this topic, what I want to know is, um, are we are we really what we post on social media? 
I, I don't think so. I think people have gotten so accustomed to the idea of being able to be who you want to be on social media, the idea of having yeah. an alter ego. Like um, the idea that, you can be. Yeah, the idea that none of your friends on social media are actual personal friends. We don't actually know them. We don't reach out and touch these people. We haven't had real conversations with them. So to be a lifestyle on social media and not be authentically you. Um, so, so yeah, I, th I think it's real easy to pull that off. And I think people have gotten overly fascinated with it. Um, I think that's even showing in um, the, the, the overuse of makeup now, um, the, the, the overuse of hair. Weave has gotten out of control. Yeah, Nobody the underuse of clothes. Place. You look up, huh? up and down my timeline. <laughs> 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 I mean, hell. I, I mean, I don't even have to look at porn. I just got to scroll down my timeline, and I see see ass and tits everywhere. <laughs> right. Nobody. Right. You've you've got you get people are getting the implants. Nobody is on. It, it's the Tupperware generation. Mm. <laughs> That's all it is. Everybody has an. It, it's like we we've been taught that we're not beautiful enough. We've been taught that we're not enough. We've been taught that you have to be sitting up here in order to be acknowledged. And I wish people would get off of that. I wish people would stop believing the hype of the cover girl because that girl does not live a lifestyle that you live. First of all, nine times out of ten, they live a very unhealthy lifestyle. They rarely sleep. They rarely eat. Um, they don't socialize. That's not a healthy lifestyle over time. Sure, some people do it and make it look easy, but it's not a healthy lifestyle. But we got so caught up in the glamour of everything else and keeping up with the Joneses. And social media has allowed us to adopt that lifestyle because we got a bunch of followers who don't know who we really are. Mm. And matter of fact, I had to tell one of my girlfriends one day, she developed this whole different persona what she was online. And one day I had to set her straight. All these other thousand people that follow you didn't grow up with you. I've been knowing you since you was 14 years old. I know you ain't about that life. Let's not play. Right. Right. And it's, it, we're, we're so quick to fall for things that really sound good. But, you know, it's like I say constantly. And I'm going to say it again. The truth never lies Gratification. on the surface. The truth never lies on the surface. Means that, you know, yeah, might look good and sound good, but really isn't. This is why words to me, you know, and that's one good thing about, you know, being a journalist is the fact that I value words more than I value anything. You look at your Bible, you look at the laws that are written, everything that is has any value that is held weight over time, it was all written. So uh, we have to be really careful about, you know, the words that we use and how we use them, you know, because that's the, the, our words are the source of practically everything, you know, so I really think, um, I really think in order to, to well, I, and I see you have adopted one of my slogans, uh, Ms. D. Change the language, you change, change the language. Oh, yeah. Change the narrative. It's, it's true. Right. And hey, gender, they changing the language to change the narrative. Exactly. Think about this, you know, and this is the reason why it's because back in the 50s and the 60s, the language was totally different than it was now. For instance, um, you didn't go to a gym. You went, you, you didn't go to a wellness center back then. You went to a gym, you know, 
back then people were actually retarded and not mentally challenged or you know no one's fat no one's fat anymore now now they're obese you think about that mm -hmm. so that's that and it, this started happening back in the early 2000s when the narrative really started changing they started softening the language up and now you see everything else that has happened because of it right but but uh, okay. and another point about the social media platforms mm -hmm. is I, I i think people have gotten so accustomed to that instant gratification mm. and i think people don't realize that self-esteem is the esteem of yourself and nobody is responsible for the way you feel about yourself. Only you're responsible for how you feel about yourself. People are going to talk about you. People are going to call you names. People are going to hate you. People are going to, they're going to, they're going to tear you apart. The world is an ugly place, but just because people talk about you, if you are walking in your truth, and you know who you are and you know that the stories that they're saying about you are not true f them that's all i got to say about that but Yikes. people on social media for that instant gratification mm -hmm. and that's and i mean everything is at the click of a button where people don't have to work for anything anymore you know and that that's one of our problems and but what they didn't realize this is yet again another one of the indoctrinations of uh willie lynch the first thing he did when he got the slaves was he changed their language. Instead of them speaking their native language, they started speaking English or whatever it was that they, so that way, you know, they're able to communicate with the masters and the masters only because now the people have forgotten about what language they spoke. He, he controlled the narrative. And this is, you know, these things are, I'm telling you, these things are being, being re-indoctrinated in front of our eyes all over again and you need to wake up to that um so i i think i think we are what we post on social media because you know you know if, if you're see real recognize real and you know me i can look at something and be like oh okay this is some bullshit. <laughs> this sounds good matter of fact I'll, I'll call them on it i have no problem with that you know because and you know it's social just social media not being there are not real well no they're just a reenactment and and you know like this whole panel we know that we know when people are being real and when people are not being real but a lot of people out here you know um that are not on this panel don't and it all comes down to words right but it all comes down to words and how you say things so we were taught that again you know given the generation separation your grandmother always said watch your tongue your tongue has power and they don't understand the tongue does have power that's not a christian thing that's not a crazy old lady thing that's a true thing well the bible, well, says, the bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue Right, I, I just I I, I I I walked away from that because when we get into Christianity, that Bible thing gets a little dicey for people. So I'm using my inclusive language. Do that. Uh, this, ain't, this ain't an inclusive show. 
everything except that but i want to be real careful about what i say because i know who i am as a person and i know what i put out in the universe okay so although it says that i'm a christian mm-hmm. and i was raised baptist i have questions that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying and, and you have every right to question those well, and, right but that's for another day right the point is people are so quick to put things out like i tell people all the time as a matter of fact it's on my daughter's wall you are the writer of your own story mm. if you follow my phoenix speaks you are the writer of your own story it's posted all over my website my instagram my twitter because you are mm-hmm. there is nothing that anybody can say or do to change your path if you don't allow them to. Facts. People can throw obstacles your way. You might have to dodge or jump over. You might have to take a detour, but you are in control of how this story plays out. I call it the scenic route. Look, look, speaking, speaking, speaking of dodging shit, I've been doing that all this week like I'm Barry Sanders. You know, I mean, like, look, I mean, even even earlier, you know, we had that conversation when the publisher of Mediva called me, you know, out, you know, talking out the side of his neck. Or how about the post that I made a couple days ago where the guy just, I was like, wow, you know, I can't believe you let me rent that much space in your head. If I rent it long enough, guess what? I'll probably live there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry you can't be me. Years I was like, you don't want that because that that comes with a heavy price, and that's a price that I have to pay every single day for being me. And they don't know how you know how hard it is being a leader for your people, for your community, um, and everything that you're about. It's this comes with a price. You know what I mean? This ain't this ain't this ain't no sympathy. You know, uh, so. You know, and Rox, you know that because I mean, before anybody, I would say Roxana is my mentor, you know, and I didn't believe it or not. I watch a lot of what she does and how she does it. But listen, I was not always that girl. I was ashamed too. I was in a bad situation for a long time. So um, I understand how somebody else's actions could make you feel a certain kind of way because I was there. Mm. I spent 14 years in a relationship that I didn't deserve to be treated a certain kind of way and I thought that that was all that there was as a result of it. Um, So your mental health state can be affected by others and others actions just the way it's affected by history and all of the things that you go through. Um, Other people that you come in contact with or deal with whether it's on a day-to-day basis uh, whether it's once a month if you value that person their actions can affect you and how you do things so um i just i just wanted to say real quick that i think that um a lot of issues that some people have with self-esteem if they've been in a certain situation um it it's a normal thing it's not normal but it's a normal thing for them to feel a certain kind of way and until you you get that mental health counseling and learn that you didn't deserve it and that that's not the way that things are supposed to be, um, you will continue to fall into that cycle. Roxy, you're right. I agree with you. And I take the stance that I take because I've always had a mental outlet. 
I've always had people to talk to. Me and my mother have always been very, very close. There's nothing I've never not been able to talk to my mother about. If I wanted to see a doctor, we were not, um, my mother didn't raise us to feel shamed if we felt like we needed to go talk to somebody. So I can say I can be responsible for how other people's actions make me feel. Yes, you may say something that I don't like, but how I respond to that is on me. Mm-hmm. Back to having that mental clarity, I've always had that in my life. So when you don't have that, I can see how other people's actions can impact you mentally. Facts. Right, let's 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 go one word. Let's one word for all of this. Accountability. You have to have accountability for yourself, your actions, your words, and your reactions. You can't always do that though. But you get but you can't control what everybody else does either. You that's the part. But when you're in a bad situation, you don't have accountability for yourself or your actions or what that's you do. Not, that's not always true because I've been in some bad situations and I had a girl that told me I thought I was perfect. I said, No, trust me, I am far from perfect. I've been in some very low lows. But I also knew that once I got out of that low, first of all, I knew I had to get out of it immediately. And I got immediately. And once I got out, I knew that I couldn't harp on that moment. I knew I couldn't let that moment turn me into a negative person. So I, I instead of instead of festering in that moment, I grew from that moment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people okay. that, don't, that right. don't recognize that that's wrong, though. It's or that don't recognize that but in a bad. But you know, you know, right and wrong in the pit of your stomach too. But like, just a lot of times, it's okay to walk away. Get out of it. What Roxy is talking about, because see, D, you sit on the spectrum of, I am accountable for myself. You have a certain mental clarity. You have one of those foundations that are rock solid. I'ma stray away from that for a minute and talk about, because what Roxy is talking about is really what's the status quo and how we get to the point of people living their lives on social media differently than what you see in person. Okay. A lot of people do not have the foundation. You can't say anything no. to me and, and without it bouncing off because I don't care what you say. But everybody's not built like that. As a matter of fact, most people aren't. Because when you were built, most people are built in pain and struggle anyway. A lot of people get this trauma early in life. Think about how many of these girls you see talking to their children reckless. And you know, the minute I see that, I don't talk to a female no more. Right, but they're built in trauma. So, mm-hmm. so the child is built in trauma. How many broken adults are we building? Because you're right. That, that's exactly what's happening. And that's what Roxy is talking about. And you know what? I can agree with that because that's how I felt when I was listening to the whole Epstein thing. When they were talking about the countless number of girls that were 12 and 13 mm-hmm. years old. I'm like, when I was 12, I would have never fallen for that. And it made me think, how many of our girls are mentally screwed that you could just run that kind of a gamut on that many young girls? Because I would have never fallen for that. But that, that's a twofold though, Dean. Some of those girls are damaged and some of them were bred for it. Mm. Right, that's true. So that's a two, like that's a whole different conversation because some of them were bred for it. Right. And some of them were mentally vulnerable. Right. right. talking about the lack of accountability when you're not mentally strong. When you have been beaten into that kind of position, because it goes back to our babies being, being watered down. 
trauma has beaten them down. So when you're raised in that kind of situation, you're not taught accountability anyway. Right. Nope. right. That's what she's talking about. Well, well, you, know what? you know what? And even so, um, here's a saying that uh, I've heard a few times. Like, I hurt people hurt people. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, my parents were both hurt people. In fact, I told my daddy, uh, my daddy and my mama together the last week, neither one of y'all had no business having children. That's just that's just how it is. Neither one of y'all did. All of y'all crazy. <laughs> they they didn't. They didn't. Neither one of y'all had. And my grandma and my grandma. Hey, I got some family members like but, that too. They got my, no gra- my grandma said, "Well, he ain't told no lies." Right there. I'm, <laughs> but you call me, y'all. Hey, it's a lot of people shouldn't be real. Neither one of y'all had no business having children, and because y'all had children, children, how y'all did. Y'all don't realize everybody else's life. Y'all tried to, y'all almost screwed up. And it's not even almost though. And I was like, and here's the deal. You know, these are generational curses that I wound up having to deal with. Mm -hmm. So it's not fair. It wasn't fair to me to have to have to carry all those burdens because y'all didn't want to carry them yourselves. I was like, I'm going to tell you, they didn't know. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You do not know what you no, know. No, they didn't know. They could be they, now they, that I agree with that. that I agree. That. Let You're me tell right you something. My listen, I did not know or realize that I had poor communication skills. Okay, I've been walking around here yelling and saying, "Oh no, I know how to communicate. I know how to say what's on my mind. I know how to who, who I am and all, all of that." But but one thing that I did not realize is the way that I communicate is not the way that everybody else understands. You my were talking at instead of to. Yes, my mother communicated by yelling, breaking stuff. My father communicated by yelling. So if I'm yelling and I'm breaking stuff and I'm acting a stone cold fool, that's not communication. Nope. And I didn't realize that until recently. I'm 40 years yep. old. Yep. Yelling is confrontational. That's what I tell them. Right, right. Be well, real careful with that word because all, all confrontation is not bad confrontation. confrontation. I agree. That's true. So what I really want to call that it's call it what it is. That's chaos. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is chaos. Because yep. when you are yelling at, when you are breaking things, that's destructive. That's creating chaos. And yep. you become a Tasmanian devil. Because mm-hmm. communication is being able to tell someone and being able to understand. Yep. That's communication. Right. Yes. And being able to see how you're supposed to communicate with that person, which only happens if you're listening in the first place. Right. Yep. So we gotta be you don't know that though. If that's all you've known, if all you've seen is what's been going on and you don't you don't understand that that what you're doing and yelling and you trying to get your point across that that's not okay. Right. So right. you know, I had to learn that. And um it, it's it's not always like I said, you don't know what you don't know because I didn't know. Right. I thought that you I know was what Roxy you right and i've said to a lot of girls um the girls that are going around looking for good men you may want a good man but if you're not mentally ready to accept one just because one comes into your life don't mean you're gonna be able to hold on to him well so you right you have to you have to know well, you yeah. have to good, have. Men, good men are gonna force them to be good women and they're not handle that. not necessarily Nuh-uh. now you can look here's, here's the thing with that also 
not only are they not going to be able to hold on to the man, most times they're not able to recognize that man. Right, right. The trauma response happens, and what he's too good to be true. What the mm-hmm. And they yeah. start sowing doubt well, in they, the relationship. Well, well what will wind up happening is, is that they wind up talking themselves out of that good thing and then turn around and walking themselves into a battle. You see, yeah, I, I mean, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, because again, circling back to generational curses, mm-hmm. there are a lot of there are a lot of good men that succumb to generational curses in the way that you were just talking about. You had to shoulder. So even though I'm a good man, I seek women with the same kind of damage I've experienced. Yep. yep. And, and you've accepted. Trying to fix broken yeah that's also the curse and the trauma response you you ain't you're a good person you're seeking what is wrong right Mm -hmm. and And for that i i wish parents would not argue in front of their children do not contradict each other in front of those children what grown (laughs) people go through grown people need to grow through and grown folks business behind grown folks closed doors Mm -hmm. Stop ruining your children from the get go. Give them a chance. But, but, you know what? You know what? I, I, I agree with that. And see, the reason why, you know, we all of us kind of are in agreement with this topic is because all of us have been through baptism by fire. And mm-hmm. see, the one thing I know about baptism by fire is that, you know, it'll let you know who you are and what you're made of. Mm-hmm. And when you come out on the other end of that fire, I mean, you refine yourself like steel. But a lot of people don't know that because a lot of people are thinking that they can fix situations and then they fix them to try to control them mm-hmm. at the end of the day because they have no control over anything else. So, you know, the thing, but the thing that they need to worry about controlling is themselves. And when you control yourself, you do something you do something really really i don't know different you create a sense of oh accountability when you control yourself with your behaviors your actions your words and your thoughts and that's why i i, I beat my kids over the head with it mm, accountability accountability is so pertinent and if everyone had it we would be a healthier more productive body of people as a whole. Amen. There's a lot of things you see when you when you recognize your own accountability. Mm. When you're accountable to yourself, you're also more cognizant of how people treat you. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're and you're able to hold them accountable when they don't treat you accordingly. Yep, exactly. Because because the thing is is that if you hold yourself accountable, then you should be entitled to hold others accountable to that same standard but you, you don't expect anything it. less right but you have to show it first okay so ladies real quick two words from each of you red flags of self-esteem you said red flags of self-esteem yes like when a person when a person how do you know that that person has low self-esteem Oh, people pleasers. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I would think they of another one. They are classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miss D? I got to think about that one. I'm, I got to think about that. I got one. 
always saying sorry always apologetic for things that they did not do that's low self-esteem i would say never apologetic because I, I was getting ready to say, let me throw. I would put those type of people in the bully category, and bullies have very low self. No, that that's but that's narcissism. That's narcissism. That's, exactly that's a whole nother deal. You know that's, what I mean? That's, that's where I was going with it. The flip of the coin is narcissism. Yep. Right. People who are overly critical of other people mm. typically have self-esteem issues. They spend time tearing themselves down, so they have to tear someone else down. To feel right, better. To make themselves feel better. Right. Instead of just learning how to do one thing, my grandmother always said, you got to learn how to leave well enough alone. And boy, she ain't ever lied on that. Sometimes you just got to leave folks alone and let them, let them do what they do. You know, because at the end of the day, again, their behavior doesn't fall on you. That falls on them. And, you know, they can be, you have to hold them accountable. You are able to hold them accountable for their behavior because you've held yourself to that sort of standard. So uh, it's only healthier ways of living. Any Anything else? People that play victim. Ooh. Mm. Oh. That, that part. Look, I'm living the area of wellness. I can do this all night. Oh. I got another wild card for you. We threw my narcissism in there, but overachievers. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can see well, that. Not always. That's not always the case, but a lot of them have self, low self-esteem because hmm. they're always trying to fill the void of what they were told they couldn't be. And you know what? <laughs> So I'm reading the 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 um the, the book that Trump's niece wrote about him about how, how the world created him and that's exactly what they talk about how his childhood was and the way he the reason why he is right the way he is now is because he was the kid that never got attention so he was always trying to get somebody's attention well when he started acting out come to find out that his father was attracted to him acting out because his father was defiant so he was attracted to the defiance in him. So it made him be more and more defiant. So I can I can see that. So he he excelled and and not being, and being defiant. Well, right you know, and being you know defiant. What? That would explain why uh, in 1985, when he was uh, one of the co-chairmen of uh, the USFL, they went bankrupt because they tried to challenge the NFL ruling or they tried to challenge the NFL for primetime spots. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, you could consider that an act of defiance. So, I mean, there's that. Um, yeah, because he's, well, we're gonna have yeah, to he's always got to take credit for everything. You know what? We're going to have to talk about that, uh, Miss Letitia. We're going to have to talk about that and maybe put together like a little segment about that because i find that i find that to be like really interesting or it may even be something i could actually write about you know because some people some i guess overachieving like what i do is passion but i could see now now that you say that i can see why you would uh, say uh overachieving would be it's a it's, it's a textbook thing so once upon a time i thought i was going to be a psychologist they don't earn enough money so i want to finance um, but 
psychology and sociology are things that are very interesting. That th- those are my hobbies. Okay. I study people. I study people. I study how they act, how they interact. I sit in a room all night and won't say a word. I just people watch. That's what I did. Girl, me too. You, I knew I was gonna like you. So <laughs> y'all, creep. My favorite subject <laughs> was psychology. And every time it was time for us to write a paper, I always wrote about all the, the psychopaths of the world. I'm like, I just love the way their their minds work. Getting inside the mind of an individual, I I, I love it. But you, they don't make enough money. Wow. Because you know, that's, that's, why Ted, all that crazy. that's why Ted Bundy is, is interesting to me, because he wasn't that bright. And most Ted Bundy, he wasn't that right? bright. And that's what's, what I find very interesting about him, because usually, Serial killers, those kinds of psychopaths are, are borderline genius, if not genius. That's really? why I'm so interested in Ted Bundy. Hmm. See, we gonna talk about this later. I think right. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's I, I, know, yeah. I've, I've written about like, all the, the John Wayne Gacy, all of them. Hey, yeah. you know what? You know what? We're gonna do this. Myself, um, Letitia, Miss D. Roxy, and next week we need to invite and see if we can invite uh, Miss Carla back and have this kind of conversation. I think we should have this kind. I really do think that this conversation needs to be had. You know, um, so maybe we can put something together like that, or maybe we can put together a whole new show with all that. You know, instead, you know, I'll, I'll write the show. I have no problem with that. It's just, it's just that I really think that that's you know really interesting, and maybe that's something that needs to be brought to the people's attention, you know, um, to maybe for a better America or who knows, I don't know, but we'll 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 get to all of that later. So, ladies, we have reached the end of our show. Um, we have went actually two hours, which is it is really, really? yes. yes. <laughs> About about almost we're getting started. Wait a minute. I know. I see. I know you was gonna say that. <laughs> anyway, we we do we do need to get up out of here. Um. So, uh, Miss D, Roxy, uh, Letitia, what only is only last it? words? Only last words I have for people. Go ahead, Brittany. No, I was just any anything new, any other kind of ventures that y'all got going on. Any plugs? Uh, no, outside of me determining what I want to do with the rest of my life, that's that's about it right now. Journalism. Don't need, I, don't I'm, I'm telling you, journalism. You journalism. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but yeah, my my last word to the people is just to love yourself. Get to know yourself. Spend some time with yourself and and love yourself. All right, Letitia. Um, I just want to reiterate, you're the writer of your own story. No one else can do this for you. You absolutely dictate your destiny. Stay your course. Miss Roxy? I like it. I was thinking no matter where you are, no matter where you came from, what your background is, um, there's always room for improvement. Um, and you should always be looking for the next opportunity to improve yourself. Facts. Mm-hmm. And from the renegade, don't be afraid of that fire. Walk through it because when you walk through it, you're going to come out refined. That's the only way you're going to do it. You know, uh, the struggle is the reward. So 
Uh, we got to struggle. We got to learn. But there's a thing that we got to know how to struggle. You got to know how to, you got to be like a catcher in baseball. Sometimes you got to know how to catch hell. You know, there's a difference between catching hell and knowing how to catch hell. Because when you're able to know, you know how to catch hell, it all of a sudden becomes second nature. And then, it, and then hell ain't even hell. It's more like earth. <laughs> so anyway, listen, we're going to get out of here. Again, I'm the renegade. Uh, and for uh, Miss D, Miss Letitia, Roxy and this is Devil's Advocate uh, thank you for tuning in and um, we will see you next time for episode number 40 alright good night y'all good night, good night.